What's up, classmates? Today's podcast episode is a class discussion recorded March 24th on Instagram Live with Babin. Babin is a director, photographer, and filmmaker based in New York City. I discovered Babin a couple years ago when he worked alongside Gary Vee. I've seen him take his leap of faith and quit his dream job to go pursue his own passion projects. He did a one-year residency with Adobe and then eventually went on to go create his own content. He has a super cool series now called 24 Hours With, where he spends 24 hours with different creators, artists, and entrepreneurs. I definitely suggest you guys to go check out the episode with Jeff Staple. This has to be hands down one of my favorite class discussion episodes. Babin gave a lot of insight and a lot of advice. So filmmakers, photographers, this one's for you guys. All class discussion episodes are now available on all streaming platforms. Make sure to check out our previous one with Kid Super. Guys, stay safe, stay creative. We're live from campus. Much love. Peace. Yo, yo. Yo. What's good, bro? How we doing? You good yourself? We're just going to very good. Very good. There's going to go. This phone comes up. Sorry about that. Okay. Figure out the angle here. <laughs> Man, it's it's nice to finally meet you. I know, man. Super nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Ben. I'm this is uh, Aldo. Nice to meet you, buddy. Yeah. So. Meet you guys. Yeah. Nice to meet you, bro. And uh, yeah, it's been it's been amazing to follow your journey uh, through the Gary days and your your residency and just storytelling in, in general, man. So I'm excited to uh, to get to talk uh, about your your journey. I appreciate and, it, dude. Yeah. And uh, we, we have a lot of uh, Babin supporters, but for some people that Hi. may not know you on our on our side, can you tell a little, a little intro about where you, uh, what do you do and um, who you are? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. So uh, my name's Tyler, but I often go by Babin on the internet. Yeah. I, I am a director, photographer, and filmmaker based in New York City. I grew up in a really small town in Florida. Um, and about four years ago, picked up everything, packed it up into a, into a suitcase and, and bought a one-way trip to New York. And yeah. that was a pretty crazy experience, but right. went for it and then ended up landing a job with this guy, Gary Vee, um, and worked essentially as a director and art director uh, for him for three and a half years. And then almost a year ago to the day i uh, i quit that job and took on a residency with adobe which was a really cool opportunity and it was the first time where i got to actually sort of build out my own dreams and content and start making the videos that i was was passionate about and wanted to do you know man can you take us back of like the day that you picked up a camera like the first day you kind of like got into photography yeah. how did you get into it <laughs> i mean it's funny because i can't even remember like a chapter in my life where i didn't have a camera Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I remember like, yeah, like my, my family got the first like digital camera when I was, man, like probably eight or nine and what? immediately, no was, like, yeah, it was like running around the house. And so I sort of just grew up with a camera in my hands. Like there's never really been a phase of my life where I didn't have one. And I was always making videos with my friends and I was really into like magic tricks growing up. And so that was sort of like the first avenue that I was like communicating like visual ideas with. And then uh, whenever I finished high school is whenever things started getting like really serious. I kind of, I like bought a camera and then somehow stumbled into fashion, which was like no, not at all what I should have been doing. It like didn't make sense for me to be in there. Um, but that's what I ended up deciding to do. And then it's sort of been this weird transition to now it's a lot of lifestyle and things like that. But uh, 
I don't even know what I would categorize my work as these days, you know? Diverse. Yeah, exactly. So, so when all these kids were like playing soccer, you were like playing with a camera, you know, you were like eight years old playing with a yeah, camera yeah. already. <laughs> yeah, like I was always there. That's you know? like, I mean, I remember like in my neighborhood, everyone, like all the kids were like skateboarding and stuff like that. And I was there, but I was always the one like, kind of documenting it, you know? That's it. It's amazing. Yeah. And what, what about like school? Like after high school, what did you do? Did you go like straight into just creating content? Uh, <laughs> what was the process like? Yeah. It's, it's a good question. I, um, so I never had any real intention on going to college that right. I remember like, you know, like a month before high school ends. And then my parents were like, cool. So what's the college plan? And I was like, I don't really have one. Uh, uh, so um, sorry, I mean, my, my like grades all through high school were shit. So the only school I could get taken into was like a community college around the corner from the house. Right. And so I went there and I mean, at the end of the first day, I knew I was like, this is not how it's going to happen. Like, this is not <laughs> where I'm meant to be. And so I kind of spun my wheels and hung out in that school for a couple of years before I yeah. finally um, dropped out. Well, I didn't even do a good job of dropping out. Like I never did anything formal. I just stopped going one day. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, um, did and you, then did I, you tell I, your parents right away when you, you stopped going or was it kind of like a, a process? No, no, there was definitely a gray area there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> that is definitely like one of my biggest regrets. Um, right. I think I was so, I didn't want to like disappoint my parents, right? No, I, no one wants to disappoint their parents. Yeah, um, and so I, I tried to sort of keep up that facade for as long as I could. That, like I was going to pursue this certain track of life. Um, and it really wasn't until like I was like ready to move to New York that I was like, by the way, like I'm not really doing school anymore. Right. So <laughs> you moved to New York like right after school, like right, right when you dropped out or did, was there a period where you started experimenting a bit with the camera and doing your own clips? It was, it was pretty much immediate that I went to New York. But that being said, like I had been working as like a professional photographer um, pretty much from the second I left high school until I went to New okay. York. I mean, it was always kind of the thing. So like my first real job um, out of high school was I worked as like a yearbook photographer. Like I went and did like right. I photographed kids at high school, you know, um, nice. and then on the weekends, I would like break back into the studio, take all of the studio lighting and go like shoot my own stuff with their equipment. So like that's how I started setting out my first portfolio. And then it wasn't until um, like a couple of years later, I got my first job as like a designer and at this like weird startup that just happened to be uh, a graphic designer. designer. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which was funny because like I, I definitely consider myself a designer in some way, but I have yeah. like no real sort of foundation in design. But I it was like the only creative job I could get, and I was like, yeah, I'll figure out how to do that. I could tell then, because uh, the approach you take sometimes with like photos is like blending mm -hmm. your graphics with the with yeah, the yeah. photography. So I, mean, yeah, I can tell there's a background somewhere. That's the ironic background. thing is like my first job at Vayner was as a graphic design intern. Like that's how yeah, I got yeah. my foot in the door there. And it wasn't until yeah. I moved on to Gary's team that they were like, actually, we need someone that can do video. And then I hopped over. When, when was that transition where you jumped like to do the big move to move to New York and get that internship? Was, was uh, it just like you applied? Like what yeah, year was yeah. that? Yeah, it was, it was in 2016. So I was uh, basically had just started applying to every possible internship that I could find in New York. And I was like, surely I'll get something. 
but it's tough. I mean, like you don't have a degree on your resume or anything. It's hard to get through those first walls. And so yeah. out of the probably 20, 30, 40 internships I applied to in New York, Vayner was actually the only one that called me back, yeah. which is funny because none of my life or career would have been possible <laughs> if it wasn't for me getting that internship. That's insane. Wow. And so you moved your way up from an internship, started working as, I know you, you started off by editing a lot of the Gary V uh, vlogs mm -hmm. at the beginning with D-Rock. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the, the early days was yeah, it was only editing. Originally, it was just like one minute clips for Facebook, right? And I mean, this is 2016. So like, Facebook yeah. was still really relevant in these days. And Gary wanted yeah. two videos a day to go up on Facebook. Wow. So my only job was like editing two those. videos a day. Yeah, two two videos a day. <laughs> but they, they had to be short videos, right? And then like, that was yeah. daily. And then an opportunity came up to edit one of like the daily V vlogs. And I was like, Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. I'll figure it out. Um, and then D-Rock and I basically started this like couple years of like, we call it like the, uh, the zone where I was called ghost. Cause like, I'm even paler than I am now where like, I never <laughs> left this like closet room. I just edited my face off like 10 hours, 12 hours, 15 hours a day. And that's all I did for like two out two years before I started traveling with Gary. Can you tell us about like the chemistry between you and D-Rock? Cause I know you guys work like super closely. Yeah. And I know you had that video on YouTube too, but I just, just to tell people maybe a little back. Yeah, yeah, it's super funny. It's definitely like a, uh, a big brother, little brother relationship. Right. Most of the time. Like we butt heads, anytime we have to do something creative together, we butt heads pretty often. <laughs> um, but that being said, he's like one of my best friends in the world. And uh, we still talk every couple of days and it's cool because he like lives around the corner from my apartment now. So we like bump into each other pretty regularly. Um, but he's the man, like I, I owe a massive amount to him. And even though it's, it's sort of, whenever we were working together, especially it was the best because nothing pushes you harder than having someone you're trying to like prove yourself to. And so the balance was always like, he would make a really dope video. And then I was like, sick, I got to do something better. And then I would, make something better, <laughs> and then it would push him to go harder. And so it was like, I think, between both of us there was no bigger growth in like our creative ability than that chapter of time where we were like working together every single day right wow yeah. and what do, you, what do you think is like the biggest thing you've learned or the biggest lesson you've learned uh just working there with those guys uh gary man it's like countless lessons it's so hard to pick just one maybe a couple um, yeah you can yeah, couple yeah i mean that. it's one of the biggest things is always like most things don't matter, right? Like something Gary always preaches that like 99% of things don't matter. And whenever you really, really get like your head wrapped around that and you get pulled out, people spend so much time dwelling and thinking over like tiny details that really don't add to the big picture that much. And so the more of those things you can like cut out, uh, the better. Um, also, Do you mean like generally, like just in life or more like when creating? Like the process both. of creating both, both. yeah, like, like across the board, you know, like, yeah. yeah, like just too many like things that have no bearing on the ultimate goal at all. But people will spend all their time thinking about that. And that's just like, not a great way to, to use yeah. time and energy, you know what I mean? And yeah. then also the biggest thing is like, always being like kind and nice to people because you never know who you're gonna like, cross paths yeah. with down the line, you know what I mean? So it's like, if you have a bad relationship with someone and like you're a dick and blow them off, you don't like that person could be the CEO of Nike in 10 years. Like you just don't know the case. You really want that relationship to be good. And don't so doing your best to never burn bridges, mm -hmm. um, I think is, is really, really important. And that's definitely something I learned from G. Can yeah, you yeah. tell us a bit about the transition from like leaving your dream job to yeah. 
Because that, that was a huge step. Yeah, that was that was a pretty gnarly one. Um, yeah. It was really strange because I, I owe so much to Vayner and I literally, there's not a day where I don't miss Vayner and my friends. And like, I just saw a steer Sid commented, like Sid was the man, I worked with him every day. Um, you know, like I missed that place a ton and stepping away from it was really, really hard. But I also knew that there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of other things for me to do at Vayner like at that time. And that's not to say I don't want to do more work with them in the future. And like, I hope Gary and I work together on tons of projects over the, over the years. Um, I just, there was nothing else for me to like directly work on. And so it was time to like step away and just try something different. Right. Um, I'll definitely say I was way more tired whenever I got out of Vayner than what I realized. And so that was, you know, whenever you're working, you know, 60, 70, 80, you know, easily up to 100 hours a week in Vayner. And then all of a sudden you stop that. It's like your body catches up to you after three years <laughs> yeah, of that nonstop. And so it took me way longer to just adjust to what the new normal of my life was. And that was something I definitely didn't expect. So, you know, it's funny, anytime you're in a situation and you're ready for the next situation, there's like, I've got so many ideas. I'm going to do so many things. I'm going to do this and that. And then once I got out of it, I was like, yo, I should need to chill for like 60 days. Like, I'll catch you, like, you know what I mean? And so that was, that was probably the weirdest uh, part of transition. And then also, you know, the biggest thing I've learned about myself is that uh, I don't do well with creative freedom. Like if someone tells me right now, like, here's a camera, go take whatever picture you want in the world, but you can only take one, I'll be like, I can't do it. I'm like, sorry, you gotta give me a no theme, way. you gotta give me ideas. Like structure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I realized how much I actually value structure and creative work. And so many people are fighting to like never be put in a box. They're like, don't put me in a box. Don't put me in a box. I'm like, yo, build a million boxes around me because that's going to help me like guide me to what I need to do. And once I understand what box I'm in, I can start breaking down those walls. But the vision's don't clear. Me, like, what are, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't like there's um, this phrase I've been using a lot called the paradox of choice. And it's like, when you have so many choices, you can't make any of them, like you get paralyzed. And that's something I've realized I'm super vulnerable to. Like I need, I need structure. I need like things to bounce off of and that'll help me ultimately get to the thing I really want to do. Man. Yeah, I guess that's... that depends on your personality, man. Yeah. Like me too, yeah. you know, if I don't have a structure, like I think I just get lazy to be honest. You know, I really need to follow something, you know? Yeah. But I know that I'm following like the right formula. Yeah. I yeah. think just like keep going, going, going. Affiliate 100%. But yeah, I mean, to jump onto the, the residency yeah. thing. So transitioning into that, like, Adobe started a really dope program. I think it's it's about five years old now, um, where every year they pick a handful of creatives who have a good idea and a good portfolio and want to go try something. And they give them a year to chase that. And so That's how so that sick. manifests, like technically is you become an employee of Adobe you get a salary and health benefits and stuff like that. And the financial implications of building something of your own get taken out for a year. Like you just get to pursue the thing you want to pursue. And so um, I was super lucky and grateful that I got selected for, for the 2019, 2020 year. And I had pitched this idea of a documentary series around uh, content creators and what actually goes into that. And so it really, spawned from working for Gary, right? Like I, I was obsessed with watching someone's process. And if, you know, Gary was the, the project of a documentary that spans over a lifetime, I wanted to go into these really like small chunks of people's day in their lives. And the series went through a bunch of different phases and ultimately it ended up 
um, being called 24 Hours With, which is yeah. exactly oh, how it sounds. Good. I spend start to finish one day with someone and I try to tell their story in the most honest and cinematic way that I possibly can. And I structured it that way because I'm super ADD. Like I don't like projects <laughs> take forever. Go, so and so <laughs> I, lo I love the idea of having like a firm start and finish of each project. So I know that like I'm only spending one day with this person and like that adds the pressure onto me of like how can I tell their story the best way possible in one day sure. and then move on to the next one, you know? And it also, it's like, it's great because if I, let's say there's someone who I think is gonna be really interesting and I show up with them and after like six hours, I'm like, this person's actually kind of boring. It's like, cool, <laughs> like I've only got to do this for one day and then I get to move on to the next one. Right, man, that's been my favorite series you've done so far, the, the 20, and especially the one with uh, Jeff Staple was oh, like thanks, super, super dope. Dude, that was man. so surreal. Like, how did you get in touch? Like what? Yeah, tell us about that. Dude, you wanna That's hear what like, the craziest thing is? So, um, I mean, I'm sure given given your audience, like lots of people are aware of, of Jeff, but if you aren't, Jeff is an incredible streetwear designer who's been, I mean, he founded the game. I was gonna say he's been in the game for yeah. 20 years. He's the reason the game exists today. Um, but he's just like one of the most honest and creative dudes ever. And I had heard a podcast with him way back when I was still living in Florida, like driving back and forth to work, like at my yearbook <laughs> studio job, right? And I was like, man, like this dude's insane. It was so inspiring. I was like, I want to move to New York and kind of like do what this guy did. Um, no way. So and, that was even he, before you moved. So way you know, before. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Nice. I weirdly credit Jeff, like in a big way to the reason I moved to New York, because like uh, the way he talked about New York City, I was like, that's the spot. Um, mm. And so whenever I was getting ready to make the project, Jeff was like a dream episode, right? I was like, I gotta like crush it on a bunch of episodes and then I'll reach out to Jeff and be like, cool, here we go. Jeff was the first episode I shot. Damn, so just a DM, just, just like- Just, just crazy. Like... Yeah, man, I just hit him in the DM. And like one of my favorite DM hacks is like you can send one minute videos in DMs, right? And I think that's just oh, way yeah. more like human. So I literally just like filmed a one-minute video. Yeah, yeah, just like one minute video. I was like, dude, look, I've got this project. I'm doing this thing with Adobe, like would love to work with you on it. And he literally hit me back in like 30 minutes. He was like, yeah, let's do it next week. I was like, what are That's you talking about? Sick. You know, yeah. like it was so bizarre, but he was a cool dude. And Jeff's episode actually wasn't 24 hours um, because of how many different things he has going on. He was literally, he got on the phone. And he's like, I don't think 24 hours is enough. Let's do three days together. I was like, all right, sick. And so, I mean, it was cool. I just like literally rolled up to his apartment on day one and we like hung out for three days and like filmed everything. And it was Crazy. really, really cool. And I feel like I learned a lot. And now like we're homies, like we like bumped into each other at Complex Con and it was like cool. And for me, wow. like, he's such like the goat in a lot of ways, like oh, yeah. things sure. creative. Yeah. Um, it's pretty incredible to like be able to develop a relationship with a dude. And the like communication that. with him must be like so organic, you know, because like, you were following him for a while, you know, so you already yeah, know yeah. so much about him, you know, so like, yeah, everything just like organic, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the thing, man. Like, when you really get to like, spend time around someone where they pull that filter down, you get a good vibe of if someone is yeah. really a good person, yeah. or if like, everything's just a front. And so I'm so glad to know that Jeff's actually exactly who he <laughs> is. Because otherwise, I probably would have been devastated if like one of my heroes was actually like, Dick. but like he's such a good dude and he's nah, so smart and like the way he approaches creativity and ideation and things like that. So like watch that manifest over a few days was wild. Just the way he speaks too, like just the way he's a storyteller. You know, like the whole business of hype, his podcast, yeah. like he's just so 
good at just having a conversation and just storytelling. I feel like, and uh, what's the process of like you building those episodes? Like you literally start like from the AM. Obviously, this one was different because you did it for three days. Yeah, but yeah. Let's say your other episodes to build the twenty-four hours. Like, yeah, yeah. I um. I mean, obviously, it's I'm never actually spending a full twenty-four yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone, uh, but yeah, I'll usually try and meet up with them as early as I can, and the more access someone's willing to give me, the better. And of course, yeah. like as you get bigger people, like some people don't want like people to know what the inside of their home looks like and things like right. that. But um, yeah. I try to always usually there's usually like a week of buildup before like our shoot day, mm -hmm. and I just tell people to like stack their schedule, and I'm like, let's get as much crazy stuff packed into one day that we possibly can, and then just like go as hard as possible. As as and then there's <laughs> always like I will usually like I talk to them throughout the day, but I always plot like uh, like an hour to an hour and a half interview somewhere in the middle of the day um, right. to like get a lot of the voiceover and questions like, out of yeah. them. And that's sort of what I use to like narrate the day along. Mm. That's sick. I love what you did with the, uh, for the Jeff episode where you extended it for 40 minutes as well, like a separate yeah. video. Cause you yeah. get to see like just yeah, the real interaction. It's more raw. <laughs> yeah. it's nice. Dude, it's so funny. Like I remember uh, I had like a second videographer with me on that day that we were shooting the interview and like we shot the interview and I walked out of Jeff's office and I was like, I don't know what to do because that was the most epic hour of my life. <laughs> and like he said so much good stuff. And so I never intended on actually releasing the raw interviews. But like sometimes you just got to like watch how it organically flows. I mean, it was yeah, I just <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. And what, what has been like some of your favorite trips so far? Because I know you've been traveling a lot. Yeah, so what's What's been it's a, good, it's a good question, man. Like, I mean, travel is like a huge part of my life in the US. I bounce between New York and LA pretty regularly. Um, but I love like probably my favorite place on earth is Spain. I just love like oh, famous culture and like architecture. And it's like I, I spent like three days on uh, this island, Mallorca, which is like right off the coast of uh, Barcelona. And that's like just yeah. it's heaven on earth in a lot of ways. Um, so I love that. But honestly, in a lot of ways, I'm tired of traveling like, <laughs> nice like as much as this whole situation we're in right now sucks i'm like at least i know i'm just like able to like be home for a couple months you know what i mean what, what are you doing with your time right now like do you have a lot of projects i guess that you're catching up on like editing wise and unfortunately no it's no been, like <laughs> pretty crazy and it's tough like i can't go shoot new episodes of 24 hours with and things like that so figuring out what the like it's really pushing me in a lot of ways creatively yeah. to figure out what i can make whenever i'm like literally just sitting in my bedroom all day and it's like yeah. and i do um and so that's been super weird and, and honestly it's it's pushed me into a strange place and like you guys are creative i don't know if you're you're sensing the same thing mm -hmm. but you know over the last two days i like filmed two videos neither of them are finished i don't know if i'll actually finish either of them because it feels weird to even put anything out in the world right now that isn't either related to the situation that's going yeah. on or in like some way trying to like give hope like me making a regular piece of content just feels awkward yeah. to put into the yeah. world right now and so that's something i'm like battling a lot is figuring out how to actually do that because yeah. i can't you know we can't like stop life i want to i want to go back in time a little bit uh you've been vlogging for a while right <laughs> and for many people um like to vlog yourself, to film yourself, to speak to the camera is pretty hard, you know? Yeah. Like, your business, like, your personality became a business, you know? Mm -hmm. Was that, like, challenging for you? Was it, was it hard for you to, like, okay, 
let's go let's like let's go through the, this whole process like i said to myself and go speak to the camera you know yeah. talk to us yeah, about yeah it. man like it's still <laughs> a challenge today like as much even as for us even for yeah us, man like hard, you know like we just my, started uh, like four days ago because yeah. it was quarantine like it made <laughs> yeah. us just be like, <laughs> like what it. do we do like get figure it out. let's start putting ourselves in front of the camera there's nothing else we could do right now so yeah, yeah man i mean like not only is i think that's great and like that's that's a good way to spend the time but mm -hmm. man i really wish there was like a tip i could give like i really really wish that there was like here are the three things you can do and like you'll be comfortable in front of the camera it's all about just the process of doing it a whole bunch mm -hmm. i still dude like i literally still don't feel like i'm good at talking in front of a camera yeah and right. it's literally what i do for a living you know what i mean like it's a little, it's <laughs> oh, a little I, th I think you're you're genuine and you, you give a really good uh just a, a really good way of communicating and you tell your stories yeah. like really really well man like a, a, as a listener as a watcher yeah. I think you could like just flow through your videos like smoothly man so yeah that's I, appreciate that. I mean yeah. i think you know if, if that's anything like authenticity is is what matters the most you know like yeah. people people can smell bullshit like a million miles away <laughs> and so whenever you're being fake people are gonna like see through that and so yeah. the more like I even say, like I um I have a problem that I think I'm a little bit too commercial whenever I'm like filming a vlog. Sometimes I have to literally record the intro like three, four, five times just because I'm like, fuck, I'm like putting that face on of like who I think right. I'm supposed to be. Yeah. And right. the more you can break that down, the better. Like that's why the idea of like me spending 24 hours with someone is awesome because towards the end of that, like you just don't have the energy of fake it anymore. Yeah, and right. as it's soon not as you're not faking it and you're just yeah. being you, then then you're good being authentic man that's uh yeah that's key yeah 100%. yeah i saw i saw that that video you did the the intro video like bts intro video kind of you know like how how you created like the whole intro you know you were in your bed and yeah you, yeah you woke up you know you went to your balcony like, i saw that idea and it was, was like wow this is so genius such a simple thing he filmed like 10 seconds of it and he made something out of it people want to know about like the whole process you know I think that was so sick, you know? Yeah, man, that's, it's, it's funny, man. That, that video has like probably one of the best engagements on my channel and I yeah. never actually even planned on really making it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, like, let's just see what okay. happens. But, but people are obsessed with process. Like yeah, that video, right. that yeah. video of showing the behind the scenes performs way better than the actual like video on its own. You know what I mean? Like that intro piece, like people want to know what's going on behind the scenes because then they can take certain things and apply it to their own life. You know, it's like yeah. the thing Gary always says is the documenting over creating. And it's like people put a lot of energy into, into creating things when actually in a lot of ways, the documentation can be far more interesting. People yeah, see, uh... creating can be so simple, you know, like so easy and people when they see things and they look good, they're like, wow, that seems impossible, you know? Yeah. And you showing the whole process, like, whoa, okay, let's go, you know? Like, that's super inspiring, man, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. The funny thing is, like, it can go both ways, right? Yeah. Like, something can look really simple, and whenever you see the behind the scenes, you see how in-depth and crazy it all is. The flip side is people can see something and immediately think they're not qualified to do it, and then see the uh, and be like, wait, that's way simpler than what I thought I it was. Try. Right. To do that yeah, too, you know? Well, that's the whole thing with the video is like, it's like almost like a 10 second clip. And then you show the whole process of you like trying it like two, three different times. Exactly. How long it takes. Yeah. But it proves like <laughs> to get a nice fucking shot like that. You gotta, yeah. Yeah. You gotta work for it. Yeah. You gotta work for it for sure. Um, we definitely want to talk about like, cause I know you, you spoke about the influence of the Rust book 
in a, in a couple of your videos. Get out of your way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I got it floating around somewhere. Obviously, yeah. somewhere yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a, yeah, you want to talk about uh, a bit about that influence? Of, yeah, of that yeah, book? man. Um, yeah, like, I can't even tell you the last uh, time I read a book voluntarily outside of that book. Like, I right. just happened to see it, and I was like, for one, it was just the the coolness of it. I was like, wait, a rapper wrote like a self-help book? Like <laughs> I got a cop it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I remember I like next day did it from Amazon and I was like, wow, this is actually like a lot of really good stuff. And yeah. ultimately that whole book just revolves around mindset and mindset really is everything. everything like, man. Yeah. It's it's like insane how much that's just like yeah. the foundation of getting things done. It and is. Yeah. I think um you know, Russ has a really interesting and simplistic way of writing all these things down and, and giving you sort of practical ways to actually input those into your life and putting it into how he's used these different skills. Like I literally think that book will will like change more lives than anyone understands wow. a book written by a rapper can do. Um, because I mean, I still like it sits on, it's the only like book that sits on my desk that I literally can flip through every single day and just like read a few pages and it like totally it. gets my head into a different place. And it's just, it's just really, really, really good. Man, I got, yeah, I still gotta go, go check that out. Is there like a, is there a quote in that book that you like to tell like all, to all the listeners listening to this crazy class discussion we're having tonight? Is there like a quote, you know, to explain yeah. what you're saying right now? 100%, um, I actually, I, I talked about it in a video I put up last week. Um, Dude, it's a uh, fuck the points, play for the love of the game. And well, that's 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 so, so important. And it's, it comes down to starting from a place of passion, right? Like so many people get into something or want to become a designer or a photographer or something okay. just because of the clout that comes along with it. And like the <laughs> success and people think you're going to be rich and like, spoiler alert, you're not going to be rich. Like you're going to probably it. be yeah. far more poor for longer than what you are rich. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but if you're actually doing something you love, like if you love playing the game of whatever you're doing and making stuff and being creative, then you're going to win, you know, but if you get That's into it just because you want to get to the finish line, it's, mm -hmm. it's not going to work. And embracing the journey too, you know, enjoying the process of what you're yeah, doing. Man. Is that I, think I, literally, like, I have, I literally have the process tattooed on my arm. No right way. Now. Shit. Yeah. That's I, I'm obsessed with it. Like it's, it's Man, the thing that's, that's like, because I sort of realized that like an early stage of my career, I was super bummed out the day after I would accomplish anything, which sounds bizarre. And I get that. But like, I came to realize that when I was, when I was, when I first moved to New York and mm -hmm. was making, was going, I was losing $200 a month after what I was making at an internship and paying for an apartment that I couldn't afford whenever I got to the other side of that and like moved into a nice apartment and had a good cushy job with like a salary and insurance and stuff like that, like there was a lack of fire. Like I realized like, oh, I actually liked the journey of getting to this place more than what it actually feels like to have all this. To have it. Oh, you know, and so like I constantly find myself pushing myself down in a way. And I, I never want to think that I'm like getting bigger or that like more success is coming because like I want to stay in the gritty phase. Like I want to yeah. keep sort of working and like trying to climb up to where I think I should be. And sometimes we're so focused on like the angle all the time, like going, like reaching the, the angle that we just kind of lose the appreciation of the, of the moment yeah, and process. Like, I think that's, dude, I think that's, I think you said it exactly right. Like mm -hmm. the thing that you probably will enjoy the most is realizing when you're in the thick of it and like things are yeah. chaotic and 
you you're just, <laughs> you, like it be you know, dude, like honestly you become way more resourceful whenever you don't have access to money and that's things it. like that that's like it. think more creative you i just figured out things where like i i shoot on a less powerful camera than what i did this time last year because i like that i'm a little bit more resourceful with gear that's not the top of the line like i love that building process Perfect. and i think people people shouldn't rush it you know yeah yeah that's same with us man when we create it's just the same type of thing where we just take we just yeah. work with what we have you know yeah. we're always like we have a friend who who been filming like the journey you know, like um like a vlog us like how we operate how we work how we do everything but like he doesn't really sleep here with us you know he's not like our roommate you know but like sometimes mm -hmm. we're like fudge we need someone to film every single thing <laughs> yeah it's so crazy like everything going on like the emails like the the answers from people like it's just crazy or how we get an idea and they were like bro that's genius let's go <laughs> like, it's crazy man, you know? dude i always there's this like there's this thought i always think about right um <laughs> when it comes to to like documentation and yeah. what if what if drake had started filming his life every day from his last day of like degrassi Bro, and like you could like yeah. you would watch it every yeah. day of it you know what i mean you like, could look back at the catalog yeah you know and that's so like think, yeah yeah, yeah man like filming as much as you can i like really often will just pull out my phone and like talk about random shit that's in my head and like maybe it goes somewhere one day it probably won't but yeah. at least it's there and like i've got some mindset stuff kind of like tucked away in the archives you know yeah yeah we have a friend that did uh he, he's kind of camera shy and he didn't mm -hmm. really want to do a vlog style documentation mm -hmm. but what he did as an alternative he just kind of got a gopro and he was just filming his mm -hmm. his daily life throughout yeah. each day and then he would just record a voiceover over it so it just doesn't yeah. seem like yeah. it's too so there's always ways i feel like alternatives if you you're too yeah. shy in front of the camera there's ways of documenting and bro, we should get yeah. there's, there's no rules like yeah. there's no rules no. that you have to vlog a certain way or document exactly yeah but you can do it however you want you know yeah, yeah let's get like two gopros man we just take it like to our head you know everything like the way that you strapped it um, on your uh yeah yeah exactly man. <laughs> oh that's so funny man that's the kind of shit that you're like fuck the journey is crazy you know yeah, like, exactly. we had to put the camera in my hat because they have to stick, whatever. Like, that's crazy, man. Uh, was there any like challenging moments uh, so far that are like turning points that you've had throughout the your, your last couple of years that kind of like hit you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like millions. You know, millions, like yeah. I mean, I feel like there's like a new thing that hits me every single day. I mean, I think, you know, I I feel like I've lived a bunch of different lives mm -hmm. and. <laughs> all of those lives were for other people in a weird way you know what i mean like whenever That's when deep. i was living at home and like i was doing the school thing like i was living my life for my parents you know like i wanted to make my parents proud right yeah, and that. then whenever i moved to new york my life shifted into like working for gary like I, like every move i made was trying to like build this thing for gary um and then in the last year when i finally like started building something for myself it, there was no longer anything to like jump onto the back of. Like I couldn't say like I'm Babin and like I make content for this person. All of a sudden it's like I'm I'm Babin and it's just me. And I keep getting this question where people are like, so what are your plans after the residency? And I was like, I wish I had like a next step to tell you that cool, now I'm gonna go get a job for this person. Like now like I'm the job. You know what I mean? Like yes. I'm I'm Babin and I make content for me. Like it's just I'm, it. now I have to actually like play the game. Right. And I realized that in a lot of ways, I wasn't having the conversations with myself that I should have been having 
in terms of like who I actually want to be if no one else is around. You know, like this idea of, of identity has been something that's on my mind a lot is like, you actually have to know who you are and like what you want to say to the world. And I don't know if there's any way to figure that out outside of just like having to go through a lot of shit and like make a lot of mistakes and start realizing what you want to say. Yeah. Uh, but the, the faster you can figure that out, the, the further ahead you'll be. Because I think in a lot of ways, I had to take the last year of my life and just think a lot and figure out like the steps I wanted to make and had to untrain myself on the things of my life that I had learned that I don't want in my life anymore mm-hmm. and start like applying the things that I want to go after, you know? Man, that makes sense. It's like self-reflection, knowing what you want and just yeah. kind of, yeah. Deep, man. 100%. Shit. Man, I think uh, it's time to maybe do some Q&As. With yeah, the, sure. I know there's a lot of people. We I, had have a, fun, I have a funny question oh, yeah. for you, though. Yeah, please. And one of your videos, man, uh, you show like your desk, right? Mm-hmm. Yo, where did you get that table, man? Yeah, it's a sick table. Bro, bro that table is sick. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I, was, I was joking with Aldo because we have the same type of table, but it's uh, manually. You gotta like yeah, yeah. bring it down. <laughs> Dude, the, um, the automatic has nice been life-changing one. for real. Yeah. Yeah, no, bro, by, you, gotta, by, you gotta send me a link. I got you, I got yeah. you. Yeah, it's, it's by Autonomous and it's, Nice. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty gnarly desk. Like anyone who is sitting, like sitting is the new cigarettes. That's like the saying, yeah. but I mean, dude, like standing has changed my life when it comes to working. So yeah. if you get your hands on a standing desk, that's the way to go. That's sick. Just adjusting everything. Yeah. So, uh, let me go through a couple of questions that we got here. Yeah. yeah. Some classmates. Uh, James. we got, yeah, James. So if you could eat, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? James Infinity. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, probably, probably sushi. Like sushi is my favorite food. That's kind of if I could. And like, there's enough way to like make variations out of it that I could, yeah, right. stay, I could I stay interested forever. You know. Um, another one is from Omri Masarwi. He said, uh, "What inspired your style of adding your designs to the photos, like blending your graphic and photography? I guess your background and." graphic yeah yeah i mean definitely like i was always just interested in in design itself and also it's just a fun way to like stand out i think that i get kind of bored when it's just photography or just design and so starting to figure out more ways to merge those two or just something that to me is exciting yeah it's finally starting to work because like for a long time everyone told me that was like a dorky style and that i just needed to like focus on photography and so now it's like kind of sick that I'm finally. But it kind of created an identity too for your style. And yeah, yeah. Really and that's things. how it is, you know, when you get into like photography or like graphic design, you start like, um, you start learning like so many things, you know, like you don't have the choice, you know. Yeah. At one point, like you're not a professional graphic designer, but you know how to, how to deal yeah. with it, you know. Yeah. Also, like anyone who's creative, you can't just be one thing anymore. No. Especially in the like. Sure, yeah. you know design like creative agency world like in most mm-hmm. big cities like you can't just be a photographer you can't be just an editor you, you got to have at least four skills because otherwise like, you're just not going to make the cut you know like, unfortunately yeah, yeah. it's not how it works anymore like there's youtube you know like there's so exactly. many things to learn we're human yeah. beings we're super smart you know just gotta want how do you brainstorm and come up with ideas for your videos um it's a good yeah. question. And it's something that has changed super recently. Um, so if you see all the post-it notes behind me right now, like yeah. <laughs> every, every Sunday, um, at least I'm trying to make it an every Sunday thing. I take an hour 
um, and just like brain dump as many ideas onto like post-it notes as I can. And I just like to have them on the wall so they're like visible. Yeah. Um, and then the new thing is like, I pick whatever idea it is. And I sit down with a notebook and my phone and I literally lay on the floor in the middle of my apartment and I just like script out videos. And I just sort of like let my mind wander and I go, I try to like be bored and think about different ideas and ways to approach things. And then most of the time, some sort of video will come out of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's sick. And what about, uh, do you use After Effects for your videos? If um, so, how much do you use it? Not much. No. I, I know After Effects pretty well. Like I know enough to kind of be dangerous with it. Like I can <laughs> get things done if I have to, but I mostly am just a premiere editor. And I also think that, especially now, everyone, uh, if you're like debating on if you should learn After Effects, whatever you want to learn in After Effects, there's probably a good chance you can actually do it in Premiere. So like, make sure that you're like pursuing every possible route to get a job done in one program before you're switching to another one. Yeah. I uh, got a good one from Nicaria. He said, and your experience as being hired for your style and creativity, filming and editing. Um, the skills, no. How, how do you like adapt your skills to what the client wants with all of those different um, abilities? Um, I mean, the, the real answer I want to give is mm -hmm. if a client's coming to you, they should want your work, your, right? your style. They, they yeah. should want your style and thing you you're doing. Yeah. Like to me, I think the best way to like know a client's going to be a bad client is when they're like, cool, we love your work, but don't do any of that. Do this. And I'm just like, <laughs> sorry, it's not gonna, it's not gonna work that way. So the question um, is, how much creative control do you have or the contractor has when that happens? Is just you find the balance, I guess, or? Um, yeah, I mean, I think every client's different. I wish I had a better answer for that. Um, yeah. You know, you have to like, just get to a point where you can feel those things out. But in a lot of ways, it's like the balance of like being put into a box, right? So like, I definitely want the client or the contractor to tell me specifically what they want. And I'm like, cool, let me tell you what I can give you and stay within that box that you kind of want. And then sort right. of kind of like push and see where things can stretch and where they can't. And then ultimately, like, again, you know, by the time of that, like, if you haven't, if you and the client still aren't working well, and like, who has more power, maybe that's not the client you should be working with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've gotten a lot of experience in that for sure. <laughs> um, we got some more here. Let me check. You have some more time, bro? Yeah, yeah, I've got a few minutes. Yeah? Cool, cool. Um, let's see. I'll just pop them, <laughs> pop them up here. Oh, there we go. Did my parents have a career plan for me? Um, not really. Like, no. it's it's weird. Um, my parents, I love them to death, and they always told me I could do whatever I wanted to do and, like, never pressured me one way or the other. Nice. However, um, I would say my parents told me that, like, I had to do things a certain way in a lot of times. So it was always, like, you can go do whatever you want, but you do need to go to college and get a degree and then probably do this and then move on. And so that was, like, a little bit of tension, but ultimately they've, you know, always just supported whatever I wanted to do. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. yeah. So now we have see. Um, how do you choose the underlying soundtrack to help which, drive the story? Which is huge, too. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like music's music's everything. Um, if I told you how many hours of my life are sifting through SoundCloud trying <laughs> to find like unknown producers, um, like 
it's and you just kind of I actually get anything else done. Yeah, it's right. it's pretty insane. I um yeah, I mean I use all the like music licensing apps, Musicbed and Epidemic and Artlist and all those things, but I also do my best to like find up and coming people and I think there's nothing that's, more exciting than like finding cool. a producer that's still making music in their parents basement and like if I can give them some love on a video and like move the the thing forward that's the way I want to do it but I I never know what type of music I want whenever I'm setting out to do an edit it's yeah. always like I just listen to music and then like when you hear it you know it and I'm like yep that's it you know that's what's up yeah uh tips canon crop sensor dude like the thing with the crop sensor versus like full frame is don't let that be the thing that limits whatever you're doing. Right? Right, yeah. Like I, I shot on a crop sensored camera for over the first half of my career. And like, it didn't like, no one cares other than photographers. Like they want to talk about how <laughs> to have like full frame cameras. Don't let any of that shit get into your head. Literally just go shoot and make the pictures you want to make. And then whenever you're ready to like get a full frame camera, go for it. But don't never let, the full frame camera be the reason that you feel like you can't, you know, play in the big leagues. Dope. Sick. Keep experimenting, keep trying things and yeah. Um, let me see what we got. There you go. What was for Gary V and big profile time? Um, what did you have to do to get uh, I think it's in the door. <laughs> yeah, to get uh, yeah, exactly to get your feet in the door. Yeah. Um, so I, it's not like a great story. I mean, with Vayner, like literally, I just applied to an internship on the website, yeah. and luckily, once I got a job there, I had way closer access to Gary. Um, but in you know the example of like the Jeff story, like. I don't know, like I, Jeff and I had never spoken before in our lives. He had no idea I existed. And within 30 minutes, we were like on a call booking a shoot, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so the thing is, you don't have to work that hard to get your foot in the door anymore because you have Instagram and you can pretty much That's reach it. anyone yeah. in the world as long as you're being consistent. And so like, there's a good exactly. chance if you reach out to Drake, he's not gonna respond to your DM immediately, but like exactly. keep sending it, he might, you know? So just it's persistence, persistence and it's making yeah. sure that you're playing the game as smart as you can. Like think about ways to go outside the norm. So like whether it's I'm DMing Jeff and I sent instead of writing out a DM of like, hey, I want to do this thing with you. I recorded a video and sent it like whenever <laughs> I was applying to the internship at Vayner, I bought the domain name. I want to intern for Vayner Media oh, and that's, that's my, my, you know, my portfolio was on. So think about ways to just stand out and to stand out. Get, yeah, get weird, you know, like exactly but kind of do it. It's like things like this too, like this, how, how this all came about, you know, it's the same thing like just by reaching yeah. out, just, exactly. just doing it, man. Yeah. Get, get out there and just, yeah, just ask. Shoot you never know. Shoot your shot for sure. Um, let me see. I'm sitting on random drives. And how stuff. much of you work is sitting on random drives storage? Dude, like Whoa. more than you could possibly imagine. <laughs> um, it's insane. Like, especially in, in recent years, um, like I, if I sat down and I didn't shoot anything else, I could probably put videos out every week for the next six months of stuff that like no one's ever seen before. That's it's amazing. just like sitting on a hard drive, which sucks. And it's like totally not good, but it's, it's like <laughs> what I was saying earlier, like I filmed the video yesterday and I filmed the video today and it's most likely not going to get put out. And like, they're, they're pretty dope. Like, I mean, they're cool. Like, it's just like not what I want to put out right now. And if I, 
if I ever like step away from a video before it's done, there's a 90% chance I'm not going to finish it or put it out. Right. You know, makes sense. <laughs> I think there's someone, Jacob had a question. I can't find your your question, bro. If you want to send it, send it through right now. Sorry, Jacob. How you put your story in art? Mm. Let me see. I don't know what that means. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Elaborate, Jacob. Um, yeah, that's a good one. Biggest thing you let go of when you're in an edit? Um, there's always this, like, uh, there's this process of editing for me that I took from uh, Tim Ferriss. And it's sort of like stages of an edit should be one is just like a brain dump, right? Like, just start getting things into a timeline, like while I'm editing, just so they're, they're there. And then you can experiment and start like moving ideas around. And then it's like every time I watch through the edit and I start tightening up, it's like you're ironing a t-shirt, right? It's like every time you go over it, like some of the wrinkles come out and you're like figuring that out. And then um, there's the phase of edit it for your haters. Like think about like <laughs> someone who really didn't like you, if they were gonna watch this video, how would they critique it? And so then I try to like make a version of the cut for them. Um, and then finally, it's it's the stage of- That's how um, you get your fuel. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's that, but also like I, you know, like I wanna, whatever someone's gonna say to me, I wanna say it to them first in a lot of ways. And so I yeah. try to always like <laughs> yeah, think about that. Um, and then <laughs> the final one is like, uh, it's a phase, I, I hate the phrase, but it's kill your babies. And so the idea <laughs> is like, sometimes like I might spend two hours on getting the perfect shot of me, like, you know, putting my phone in a certain place, so, like whatever the video may be. And then I might get into the edit and realize that was a complete waste of time and it shouldn't have been there. And a lot of people have a habit of like being romantic about that and saying like, no, I spent too much time on that edit. It has to go in or that shot, it's gotta go in. And being okay to like walk away and really, really focus on how to better the story um, is the thing you've, you've gotta let go of. Man. I think we could end on that point. Edit, edit for the haters. Edit for the haters. <laughs> I love it, bro. Love it. Man, thank you. I don't know if there's anyone else that have a last minute question. Babins, if there's anything else, throw one in. We'll take the we, last yeah, one. Yeah, we gotta do one more. I'm feeling it now. We gotta do one, one more. One more. He's pumped. He's yeah. pumped. It was, we were like <laughs> on the edge. We were gonna leave, and I was like, nah, we gotta yeah. say it. <laughs> How have you overcome learning curves and developing your craft? Here, we'll take this one um learning curves yeah man like mm. so the, the thing especially like i love adobe software and i spend massive amounts of time in it but there's huge learning curves to to these programs so my thing is breaking things down into like the tiniest piece you can so a lot of people right. walk in and say i'm gonna learn how to use photoshop today that's a lot to take on in like one part. Like I've been using Photoshop for like 12 years. I still don't know how to use it 90% of the time. <laughs> and so it's like pick one tool and be like, cool, I'm gonna learn how to use the brush tool on Photoshop. And That's then it. like just make those micro steps every day. And then all mm -hmm. of a sudden you're gonna realize like you're super proficient at whatever you're doing. And I think that ideology can be taken across the board with anything and just not biting off more than you can chew. So um, there's actually this phrase I took from Jeff and it's called like shokunin and it's a Japanese like thought and culture of like, you have to master one thing before you move on to the next. So 
like chefs in Japan spend like four years learning how to scramble eggs before they move on to the next thing. And so it's like, they're not trying to become a ma master chef on day one. It's like right. the smallest part of the thing that you can become really good at that. And then step by step, you'll get better. Man. We'll take one last one. Sorry, bro. There's a, one yeah. of my friends. Yeah. yeah. Said favorite plugins for Adobe Premiere. Uh, favorite plugins right now is uh, Red Giant Universe. Um, if you've watched any of my recent videos, I've been using this like VHS filter a whole bunch. I love that. Um, and so basically that plugin has like probably 50 different effects. It's That's super cool. expensive, but it's really, really good and really worth it for adding uh, like artifacts and designs into videos. That's super dope. Nice. So you heard it guys, man. Thanks so much, bro, for, for doing this with us. Really appreciate it. I think it was really valuable for the, the whole community. Um, is there anything you're working on right now or people could expect uh, coming soon from Babin? Always. There's always, always tons of stuff. YouTube, yeah. is, YouTube is like my biggest priority in my life right now. So right. I'm going to be dumping as much energy and effort into that platform as mm -hmm. I can. Um, nice. But my DMs are always open. And so if we didn't Let's get go. your anything, feel free to reach out and... I'll constantly be putting stuff everywhere. Any any last words of wisdom? Dude, I feel like I dropped a lot of wisdom. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Much love. Absolutely. And uh, we'll you, keep man. we'll keep in touch too. Uh, yeah. I know you're, you're you're cozy in that that hoodie, but we'll have to upgrade you soon. It's been, I know, been man. a while, you bro. So Dude, that's yeah. like that's like my daily one. I've, I've been yeah. put some miles. On I that saw one. it in like three vlogs, man. I was like, yo, that's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Super dope. Cool. All man, right. Thank you, bro. Really appreciate it. All the best. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. I mean, we're just here stuck at home on our couches, recording these class discussions with artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs with the purpose to inspire you guys. So subscribe, share, and you know, send this to one of your favorite classmates. Stay home guys, stay safe. And stay tuned for some more class discussions with the Dean. 94, much love. Yo. Peace. Kick back, kick back, kick back. Relax while I let my cheese that hoe. Really tryna get that money. Really tryna get that money. Bitch, we whip that, whip that. Used to get whipped, now the young niggas whip that form. Really tryna get that money. Really tryna get that money. Hold on. Kick back, kick back, kick back. Relax while I let my teeth stack. Oh, really tryna get that money. Really tryna get that money. Bitch, we whip that, whip that. Used to get whipped, now the young niggas whip that form. Really tryna get that money. Really tryna get that money. Oh, kick back, kick back. Bitch, I've been working. Think I'm where the cheese at. Bitch, I'm trying to kick back. I'm tired. Say that to my boss and I'm fired. Oh, kick back, kick back, bitch. Parents been working their whole life, selling rich ass. Feel like fatigue that. Bags acting like a bitch from me ass. Clap. Bitch, I ain't do nothing, don't call up police. Niggas can do nothing if you call up police. If they put their arms up and freeze. Yeah. I didn't do nothing, but they caught up to me. I never knew nothing if it's talking to me. I never knew nothing if it's talking to me. If it's talking to me. Yeah. I didn't do I didn't do nothing, but it got up to me. I didn't do Yeah. I never knew nothing. Yeah. I never knew. Yeah. I never knew nothing if it's talking to me. If it's talking to me. I never knew. Kick back, kick back, kick back. Relax while I let my cheese that oh Really tryna get that money. Yeah. Really tryna get that money. Yeah. Bitch, we whip that, whip that. Used to get whipped. Now the young niggas whip that fun. Really tryna get that whoa, whoa. Yeah, really tryna get that whoa, whoa. Yeah, kick back, kick back, kick back. Relax while I let my cheese that oh Really tryna get that money. Yeah. Really tryna get that money. Yeah. Bitch, we whip that, whip that. Used to get whipped. Now the young niggas whip that fun. Really tryna get that money. Yeah. Really tryna get that money. Oh, kick back.
I'm just tryna get that money. All I do is get that money. I got no time to be chillin'. I catch a check before I catch a feeling. Have you ever had your wives on a million? Nigga, that's the question. Well, I have no exceptions. I had to reevaluate my steps. It go. I just had to get my hustle up. Watch the money flip and triple and double up. Stacks leaning like a double cup. And when money come, usually trouble come. Stand high, land low. That's how the game go. Money coming fast. It's important to take it slow. Yeah, and watch them niggas, they be moving weird You ain't called what you doing here, girl I got the whole crew in here Did you bring some friends for them at least? Count this and roll that, please Cancel everything for the night And post some light, yeah. Hold up, kick back, kick back, kick back Relax while I let my teeth stack, oh Really tryna get that money, yeah Really tryna get that money, yeah Bitch, we whip that, whip that Used to get whipped, now the young niggas whip that form Really tryna get that money, yeah Really tryna get that money I'm a spaz, everybody not trying to rap Everybody now count the trash, savage, whoa Everybody count all the cash, must have forgot to follow all the taxes That's it, bitch, I'm a little bit Michael Jackson I'm a little bit Malcolm X, question Ooh, we been working since like forever Could you please just let us rest, we rest it Kick back, kick back, kick back Relax while I let my cheese stack, oh Really tryna get that money, yeah Really tryna get that money, yeah Bitch, we whip that, whip that Used to get whipped, now the young niggas whip that form Really tryna get that money, yeah Really tryna get that money Do you ever feel like an outsider? Like you don't belong?